In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country. I am someone's daughter, too. That's what I'm oh, Congratulations, Mr. President. The Betches Suck Podcast. Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking. Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamaris. And this is the Betches Suck Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. And for a second day, some U.K., news and politics beep, 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 beep. it's <laughs> british news i wasn't here to do it yesterday so <laughs> i know it really wasn't the same it really was not the same Ugh. but beyond that you guys it's like 60 degrees in new york uh the cdc says things are getting better kids can hang out with their vaccinated grandparents every american family is guaranteed an income if they have kids is it a good day Yes, I think they're ahead. It's going to be 65 in New York on Thursday. (laughs) Better days ahead. (laughs) I um, when I was writing the newsletter today, I was like, it was such a joy to be able to (laughs) put such positive news. Yeah. About everything that's going on. And I feel like, you know, I think it's really interesting. Like, I can't remember which of my gazillion news podcast I was listening to, but apparently back in the day when the polio vaccine came out, they like closed schools for the day. People were like out in the streets, like celebrating. And wow, I feel like we need I don't know what day it is that we need to do that. But I feel like as a country, there does need to be a day where we like celebrate the end of covid and the vaccine and all that stuff, even though obviously it won't be like the war is over. Like it, <laughs> it doesn't have a hard date like that. I think we do need to celebrate it. Yeah, it should be a holiday for like the future too, right? We should get a day off. We should going get a day forward. off. <laughs> yeah, we like, should get a reality, day off. The reality is that some people never took a day. Like that's yeah, yeah. Like because I think of it as in New York as this big celebration, but. Like nothing in changed. Atlanta, they fucking they don't wear like it's a somebody you know somebody on Twitter was like I could tell you're not from around here in Atlanta because you wear a mask like shit. So it's like that's our reality. It's a parts of the country like that day has was in December. You yeah, know? yeah. <laughs> Those are definitely the parts of the the country that still take off like Jefferson Davis Day, who was the president of the Confederacy. <laughs> They'll reject the COVID anniversary. I agree. I definitely think we need a day that we can remember fondly. It should probably be when we hit like a crazy vaccination benchmark, maybe when everybody's vaccinated. Yeah, or like all the people who aren't going to purposefully be. not get vaccinated because they're dumb as hell. Dumb <laughs> as hell. And I didn't know this until I read this in the newsletter, but all K-12 teachers in the United States are now officially eligible for the vaccine. That's, That's yes. crazy that it took them this I know. long. It is. It is. And like the caveat to that is that depending on what state you're in, it will be easier or harder for totally. you to actually take that opportunity up. But technically 
all K through 12 educators are eligible as of March 8th. Fabulous. Fabulous. Okay. So bright, bright, brighter days ahead. Today, we're obviously going to do some Megan and Harry follow-ups. We did address this yesterday, but it's the biggest like news story, international news story for a long time. And I would rather talk about this than a lot of other things. <laughs> so we're going to do <laughs> some follow-ups. Um, and then we will, as promised yesterday, circle back to some details of what's actually in the massive COVID relief bill that the Senate passed over the weekend, paying special attention to the child tax credit, which is a kind of transformational piece of this policy that is not getting enough attention. It sounds boring, but it's like it's like some European style socialism shit. And it's, it is. we need to talk about it. It's yeah. not a tax credit. Isn't it a monthly allowance? It's a monthly, they call it a tax credit, but that's basically, I don't know why they have to call it that, but it is a monthly allowance. It's basically like you don't owe those. The reason I think they call it that, and we can talk about this when we get to it, is because if Republicans try to take it away, they can then frame it as Republicans are trying to take away massive tax breaks for um, working Americans. Yeah. Yeah. So people who also might need a tax break based on some of the information they shared on Sunday are Meghan and Harry. He's still <laughs> Prince Harry, right? Like he's yeah. still a prince. He's still the prince. He hasn't. And they're still the Duke and Duchess of right. Sussex. Yeah. So we went through the interview just kind of bit by bit yesterday, just like very uh, knee jerk reactions to everything. Not too much analysis, but um, I'm curious uh, what your overall impressions were. What's what do you still Billy? What are you still thinking about from it? I'm thinking about, you know, there's just been a lot of, you know, criticism, you know, and like also. I follow, like, I'm a little bit engaged in UK Black Twitter, which is a whole other mess, and then also Black Twitter. So it's been really interesting to see, like, Megan isn't, like, if we go into the layers of colorism, like, and even whatever, like, Megan Markle on her own is not a um, revolutionary, radical person. And I think a lot of people were critiquing that they would have been fine with this terrible re- oppressive system. I doubt that oh. they would be like inter in, like in like let things go as they were forever. Like I'm sure they would make some reforms as Elizabeth has made, you know, in her time. But like they were fine with it, but they weren't getting supported, and that's why they left. Like which, but I kind of totally see that of like. You know, you're trying to do everything to make it work. And the, still the narrative is that like you're running away or whatever. So there's that aspect of it. And then the aspect of it that like things that shocked me. Well, the thing that like wasn't shocking, but like still disappointing was the skin color line of like they're talking about the skin color. Like that's so disappointing. But like so many families and so many people do that. And um also, the fact that, you know, which I think people don't really understand or grasp or like I didn't really is that like, yeah, like I'm somebody, you know, and I'm not even at Megan's level of success, you know, do whatever I fucking want, like travel where I want, go whatever I want if I, you know, and like they took away her passport. And like she can't go see, th- you know what I mean? Yeah, and like she said she yeah. just wanted to die. And like they were like, oh, that sucks. Sorry, you know? So, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think that what we're seeing, because I feel like you guys covered a lot of how I feel in general about the, <laughs> the interview, yes, uh, on yesterday's podcast. But I think what we're seeing is like the monarchy exists perpetually in like 
1935. And that's fucking generous as to say what year they're living in. And time and time again, they're trying to they try to take these modern women into the fold, tell them nothing, Mm -hmm. expect them to assimilate to this absolutely insane way of living. And when it makes them mentally ill, when they literally cannot handle it, they do nothing. And we've seen it happen again and again with these women. It seems like Kate Middleton plays the game a little bit better. I mean, obviously, like Kate Middleton is also more of a picture of what the monarchy wants the heir to the throne to be dating. But so is Diana. And she so it seems like it seems like Kate has made some kind of peace with this maybe because she has the foil of Megan, they're not as horrible mm. to her because they have this other person to dump all of that on. Whereas Diana like was just a singular figure on her own. But yeah, I mean, the monarchy needs to answer for what it is doing to these women. And it seems very clear that w- the modern, the, the expectations that the monarchy has are not compatible with a modern woman's life. Yeah, it's so crazy because I think that around the time when like Prince Andrew was being photographed with like Gerlaine Maxwell and Jeff Epstein is when around the same time that like this was happening to Diana. And like you said, it's like right? how they get completely those get completely ignored because there's just also, a like, chosen villain. Have they cut him off? No. Is Andrew cut off? His kids are princesses. Like <laughs> that's fucking crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Because now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. 
Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Who do you guys think asked about the baby skin tone? Charles. Charles. I think we might I think William might have said some slick shit. Yeah. William did like so Charles maybe like Charles I think definitely asked. But I think like William probably said some other slick shit. Yeah. Like, too. And you know the rumor I'm I'm not sure if you guys uh talked about this yesterday but the rumor is that William was cheating on yeah. Yes, you guys. Oh, the turnip toffs debacle. What's that? Oh, (laughs) oh my god! This is for another podcast. We need to do a spinoff series about this. But the Will and Kate cheating scandal involves this group of elite, like British fancy people who are young and call themselves the turnip toffs. Oh my god! I I feel like I've read something about it, but I just. It's like some of the words in Harry Potter that I just. It, it really is. That's, it really, yeah. really is. Some of the truth <laughs> in Harry Potter, I'm like, I'm not even. And then when I hear it in the movie, I'm like, okay, I didn't even process how I wanted this pr- in pronounced in my head. See, meanwhile, <laughs> I absorb the information 100 percent and I'm like the turnip tops. Yes. <laughs> well, are those different than the Sloan Riders who Diana was a part of? The Sloan Riders were the like Sloan rich Riders people that lived in London and just drove around in their in their but fancy I think cars. Spiritually, maybe the turnip tops are similar, but the turnip tops live. They all have houses in this like area that yeah. used to have turnips, I guess. <laughs> Okay, but yeah, like, but William was fucking a family friend. Yeah. In the turnip tops. In the turnip tops. <laughs> and to, like, they kept feeding shit about Megan, like, which yeah. honestly, like, to distract somebody with brothers, not surprised. That's total brother behavior. Right. That- <laughs> and then also, like, people are like, well, Megan Markle's sister says she's a bitch. And I'm like, I'm sure she did. I was <laughs> right. if anyone asked me a question about my sister on, on any given day. Yeah. I will say she's a bitch. <laughs> and I love, I don't think this part aired during the two hours, but they put it on after. Um, Oprah asked Meghan Markle about her sister's like tell all and Meghan Markle was like she changed her name back to Markle in her mid 50s like she has nothing to tell (laughs) I don't know this woman yeah um (laughs) I think the reason I think that Charles is the one who said it is because Charles has just proven throughout his life that he's completely clueless and has no tact and doesn't know how anything is presented but I feel like that was a message that was coming from the family in general like Mm-hmm. He was right. saying that message. I mean, I don't think a lot of people because I posted about it on Insta were like, I think maybe it was Philip. Personally, I think that Philip passed several months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't Harry say that it wasn't Philip? Didn't Harry, Harry did say that it wasn't yeah. Philip? I also like. I'm sorry. I do not think that Philip knows what's going on. No, uh, like no. at all. No. I'm sorry. I I honestly, truly, I think that when he sees Meghan Markle, he's like, "Who's that Italian girl?" Like he yeah. doesn't know. He's <laughs> he has no. He's like Harry has an adorable Italian nurse. It's like no, I don't like, know. <laughs> also, I don't know. I feel like 
I feel like if, uh, if you know, that comment, it had to have been somebody who they were a little shocked and disappointed. Like, yeah. and if Philip or even the grandma said some kind of slight come here, mm. okay, grandma, whatever, you right. know what I mean? But it had to be somebody, that's why it's like somebody shocking. Yeah. Like, which is why it's a Charles or a William. And then the fact that he didn't even want to talk about any details of the combo, it was definitely Charles or William. It was probably Charles. But like, even too, like, um, they talked like Charles didn't really even have like, real friends his age right yeah yeah like it's just so fucked up and then i don't know they're talking about just like they're not giving the baby a title and all that and i think megan answered the question so well of like you know like in really nice ways of being like they're like did you want your son to be a prince and blah 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 and she's like you know Things that, you know, aren't really important to me. Like, if he wants it, it's basically like, I don't give a fuck about time. (laughs) Yeah. But then, yeah. Totally. I totally see, because I think about protection, and I think about, like, what that means, and why they needed it, and, like, what, you know, and it's just like, yeah, like, they're on this, like... I just can't imagine how much. Yeah, it's like the same reason that they're depriving them of a title is the same reason they need protection so badly. Yeah, it's I mean, it is actually that aspect of it was really sinister, I felt, because it's like like she was getting racist threats sent towards her. Harry is also like you know, going to be the subject of those threats as well. Like people who are like white and cross and like get into interracial marriages also face threats and stuff. He's the prince. They now have a baby to think about. Like, it's actually really, really fucked up that they would not provide them with any protection and that Tyler Mm -hmm. Perry (laughs) had to step in. And it's so funny because there's a there's a Medea's Witness Protection Program. Like (laughs) like Medea's Witness Protection was a movie that Tyler Perry made and starred in. Um, Oh my god. So funny that like but also too it's just like yeah like they don't need they don't need like a bodyguard when they go out they need like nda like shifts yeah 24 hours screening like it's probably super fucking expensive right yeah kind of security they require so and then yeah like i i totally see like they were in a situation where they were about to go on lockdown now everyone knows where they are exactly what house and then they're like oh we don't have any security for you and like that's crazy that's crazy and then I told, and people were like, I can't believe Megan didn't Google Prince Harry. I, will I don't buy it. <laughs> I don't buy no, it. I feel like, but I get what she, her best, her best friend was Serena Williams, who's also friends yeah. with Beyonce. She's in and out of like Hollywood. She's like, and her oh, best friend is also I-. like the daughter of the former Canadian prime minister, like Jess Mulroney, I think. Like, yeah, like, she's fr- yeah. Like, she doesn't care. Like, I don't know. I don't right. think. Like, I think she just meant, like, I wasn't a royal watcher. Like, we don't care. Yes. I do think that that is what she ultimately meant. But I do think that Megan seems to have this kind of interesting desire to, like, portray this notion that she, like, really didn't know anything right. about going into the royal family. And I just can't believe that that's true well that is sort of the primary ammunition i've heard used against her even though i don't believe this is like 
a legitimate criticism. There's like, how yeah. could she not have known? How could she not have known? How could she not have known? So some, I don't think it's bad that she didn't like, I think it makes perfect right. sense that as an American, just having a cursory knowledge of the Royal family, whatever. Cause she grew up like in the nineties, like she knows what happened to princess Diana. She obviously know, like that was just in the culture on such a level that yeah. she can't possibly not know the, beats of that story, especially as a person who is like involved in Hollywood, a pop cultural person, like there's yeah. just no way that she doesn't know that. I just, well, I feel for one, I feel like you're like, she probably knows the beats. Like yeah. I the, died in a car accident, whatever paparazzi. I didn't know Prince Charles shit. I didn't know neither of them wanted to get married. I didn't really know like, like Royal Watcher, like right. you're saying, there's a difference. And I feel like people are like, oh, she's seeking her closet. It was like this calculated thing or she's like, she knew it was a prince, but she wasn't, you know, I don't know. Like, Yeah, she probably expected that there would be a lot of press, but that there would be that the institution would work yeah. with that and would have a comms team that was trying to protect all of them. Oh, but I agree with that 100%. Like, it makes perfect sense to me that she didn't have like, that no matter how much she knew about the royal family or even if she'd been a princess diana person i don't think that you can actually understand exactly the viciousness of that press and what that situation is and like how crazy it is to be in the royal family until you're actually sitting there i just do think that megan has and it's probably because of all the abuse that she's faced i think that she plays up how little she knew about the royal family a little bit and i don't think that that makes her like bad or makes me less team megan but i think that she is really like anxious around that issue like i felt like you could see it even when they asked if they watched the crown like right she you could i felt like she didn't really want to say that she had watched you can tell that she's a little bit like she anticipates that that's gonna be yeah the, i think critique. she's anticipating like, the attack oh, how did you not know how did you not know so she is trying to get ahead of it maybe in a way that comes off as like that's just my personal no, opinion I think, yeah i'm sure she googled him but um so somebody <laughs> who could absolutely not handle this interview was piers morgan this morning, he stormed off of set after fighting with somebody again. But that clip wasn't that interesting. I want to play a clip from yesterday. This is a clip during yesterday's show. So immediately after the interview, very fresh for poor peers. He basically just got in a huge fight with a guest. Her name was Dr. Shola Mashagbamimu. Uh, let's listen to a clip. What about the behavior of Harry and Meghan? who are spray gunning his family on global television as Philip lies in hospital. You might laugh. I don't think it's funny. I think it's piling hurt hurt on the Queen, who is already suffering greatly from her husband's illness. I'm going to respond to that. What I don't think is funny, I'll tell you what I don't think is funny, is the fact that you are such a disappointment. I wish to God one day you would even surprise me. You you constantly use your platform as a wealthy, white, privileged man with power influence. Oh, what a load of nonsense, honestly. What a load of race-baiting nonsense. And the misogynist attacks on Meghan Markle. And you do it so shamelessly. We have done more more on racial issues on this show than any other show on television. You're talking... Shola, you can keep shouting. that the royal family has any racist undertone or actions against the first biracial person simply because you're in love with the queen? No, I think, I think queen, what you're doing now... You can love okay. the queen, but you should be able to call out actions done by the royal family 
when they've got it wrong. Yeah, I'm That's not going to let you trash the Queen. Sorry. Just not going to let you do it. Well, I'm not, not going to let you do you. it. Oh my God. I, I'm sorry, but nothing is funnier to me than being like, how dare you speak about the Queen? <laughs> her husband is sick. She doesn't. Her husband and he's been. Coach, he's going on television. He's saying mean things about our beloved queen. It's just, <laughs> it's, it's, it's I love when she goes, why are you in love with the queen? Why are you in it's love with fandom, the queen? Guys, it's yeah. Swifties. It's the, uh, it's the, yeah, 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 Rangers, true. There's the Ariana That's Grande. That's true. And then there's the crew queen stands. If you look in the replies of any tweet, there are like 10 Piers Morgans who are just going off. Oh, my God. I was live tweeting the whole thing. And (sighs) there was like there was a bot. For sure. They launched some bots. The royal family launched the bots. They had they had some footmen (laughs) logging on, (laughs) creating accounts because as soon as I tweeted about Meghan and Harry, it's like, wow. So you don't care about Megan's bullying. And I'm like, I no, absolutely don't, no, I don't. actually. One hundred percent right. I don't. I just love and I mean, for all the like criticism and oppression black people in America get, I love that this has been like maybe the second or third time like that. First of all, social media does not let like these white supremacist institutions run with their shit anymore Mm -hmm. and this just totally 150 percent reminds me of when kim kardashian and chloe kardashian were trying to come for jordan woods and like say that jordan woods is as blah 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 and made out with tristan and then black people black twitter red table talk took the you know Jada Pinkett Smith gave Jordan Woods the 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 room to ha- to create her own narrative and to give nuance to the story, and she was protected by black people, and that's literally what happened with Megan. Mm-hmm. And because if Megan wasn't black and she was American, I don't know if it would turn out this way, you know, honestly. And I mean. You know, they probably would not be harassing her maybe the same way, but they wouldn't be like mm-hmm. a, multi- a billionaire America, American filmmaker that would provide refuge in his mansion in Hollywood. Like, the same way that black people, especially rich black people, which is a whole other nuanced story, but like all have each other's back like and are able to protect and like create the own narrative and like, okay, yeah, maybe everyone hates her in the UK, which is not even true because uh, like the Commonwealth mm-hmm. and black people in, in um, uh, marginalized and minority people in UK love her, but it's just like, okay, then she's here and she's with Oprah, which is yeah. so funny reading um, British publications and <laughs> Oprah, who doesn't have a last name. <laughs> Did you also see the incredible thread that somebody um, collected of um, British people reacting to American advertisements for medication? Yeah, <laughs> they were like, "What the fuck is this? Why? Oh my god! I never want to live without healthcare. American TV is terrifying. Why are yeah. the side effects worse than the disease? Why would you ask your doctor for a medicine? Shouldn't they tell you? It was yeah. so funny." And yeah. you, you British, you drove them here. And now Meghan and Harry have to deal with it all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Y'all want- they ma- you made them give up their health insurance. They're yeah, fine. I mean, I'm sure their health insurance is great. I feel but- like when, when anyone is uh, victimized by like a mob, anybody, just historically, it is generally always black women anyway who like stand up for them first and do yeah. the most to help them. It's the like, fuck it, we'll do it 
sort of mentality. And I feel like probably during Diana, like those were the people standing up for her the most. And yeah, I think that's a really interesting point that especially in the past couple of years, the way that social media has been able to activate, especially black people on social media to protect people and get the correct narrative out. Uh, yeah, that's a really interesting point. The timing with this, it all came together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like there was no counter, like just mm. like what's different with, and I mean, this is a criticism of the monarchy. It's like the monarchy with their like, you know, incestuous relationship with the tabloids and all that stuff. Like, can that really survive in the social media era when smaller publications with anybody with, a, mm. you know, 50,000, 100,000 yeah. followers can do more and like, and like circulate their own shit and just be like, this is actually wrong. And I think what Megan was saying too, which was like back to the earlier point of like, she didn't know about the Royals. I think when that one, that first interview where she was like suffering, the guy asked her if she's okay. And she like mm. started crying. She was like, I knew there would be press, but I thought it was going to be fair. You know, I thought yeah, they were going right. to actually, like, you know, share the truth. But, like, for example, the Kate Middleton bridesmaids or the flower right. girl dress shit is just, like, that's just a total lie. And Kate Middleton made me cry. Which, it's like, right, right. That was such a funny start to the interview uh, yeah. because I was just, like... <laughs> Like, well, that was like the first bombshell and it was like, oh, wow. And then it just really escalated. So now let's pivot to the American Rescue Plan. We're going to talk about style and substance today. Let's start with substance. What's actually in the bill? I normally promise listeners that we don't just list things. I feel like when I listen to podcasts and they start listing numbers is when I zone out. So we haven't really done that with this bill so far, but we will a little bit today because it's finally done and not going to change. But the main thing we're going to focus on today is the child tax credits, which we said before are transformational by ta- by child tax credits. Basically, the way this functionally works is every family with children gets money every month for each child uh, if they make under about $150,000 together as one household. You don't have to work to own this money. You don't have to, or to get this money, you don't have to like prove you're trying to work. You can use it on whatever you want to support your kids. It basically guarantees that families with children will have some sort of monthly income. It does this by giving families $3,600 a year for children under five and $3,000 for children older than that. These are paid out monthly, averaging around $3,000 a month. If you have several kids, you're, you're getting in. Oh, sorry. Yes, yes, thanks. These are paid out monthly, averaging $300 a month. $3,000 would be great. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to get pregnant. <laughs> uh, but um, overall, you know, if you have several children over a year, this is a really meaningful amount of money, especially when you consider that, like, if you work and you earn the minimum wage and you work 40 hours, you're making like $16,000 a year. And this, if you had several kids, could bring you like 10 or 11. It depends. The way this works is that it's going to last a full year, and Democrats hope the results will show that it should be permanent. It revises a former program that gave much less money to fewer families. Under the new program, more than 93% of children will receive benefits. It's about 69 million people. This Something like this has had long time somewhat bipartisan support. We did see Mitt Romney suggest an even greater child tax credit, but it's important to note he wanted to do that at the expense of other safety nets. There's plenty of evidence that keeping a large number of children in poverty for extended periods of time, it's bad for all of us. It's not good. It's not good for society. It doesn't breed a healthy populace. Mm -hmm. 
Finally, we are realizing this. And the Biden administration projects that the credit could cut poverty by 45% and fully in half for Black children and a really meaningful dent for Latino children. So this is a huge deal. Yeah. I was just thinking about, you know, some of my friends who are single mothers or, you know, co-parenting. And again, I feel like I've shared, you know, a lot of my friends from high school are in situations like this, how much they struggled for WIC, how much like, you know, yeah, how, how difficult it is. And like how some of my friends, like my really close friend worked in a hotel and like got furloughed and like lost her job and is, you know, had to, she was making like batches of coquito, which is Puerto Rican eggnog to like, make rent you know Mm -hmm. what I mean because she Mm -hmm. has two kids and she's a single mom and I'm just thinking how you I sent her the link today Mm -hmm. just like you're getting like six hundred dollars a month like yeah you know what is that what does that mean for a parent you know that means a two-bedroom apart you know or like I'm just thinking about like the the tangible things that that can change in someone's life you know and this is what government should be doing. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be giving Walmart bigger tax cuts, which is what Republicans want. It should be making things easier for parents, you know? And yeah, yeah, that's just kind of like thinking about how $600 a month can make a huge difference in someone's life. Mm -hmm. And these are programs that exist really successfully all over Europe. Um, I remember when I was traveling in Berlin a couple of summers ago when I could travel to places. Uh, (laughs) You're banned from Berlin, though. I well, I do have an outstanding ticket on the subway there that may or may not be for like thousands of euros. (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, I I can't go back to Germany. I shoplifted there. (laughs) (laughs) They um, they did send a letter fully in German to my house here in the United States of America. So I don't know if I'll be returning to Berlin. You and I, yeah. one day stuff will be like, we have an opportunity to go to Germany and me and Elise will be like, uh, Millie and Caitlin will, will go. go yeah. <laughs> um, but while we were there, I remember we kept noticing, like there were just so many young parents in Berlin. And at one point we, like asked our hosts that we were staying with, we were like, it seems like there are so many young families here. And they were like, oh, yeah, well, if you like have a baby, you get paid to stay home for like the first two years of the baby's life. And you get like a monthly stipend to like raise your baby. So a lot of people just like have a baby. To yeah, do and that. everybody in Germany grows up to be like an engineer or like a scientist or like work at a university. It yeah. works out great. That's the there's I mean, fertility is down in the United States. People aren't having enough babies to replenish uh, Social Security. And that is a direct result because of like I'm I'm almost 32. I have a good job. I have an income that works for me. I cannot have children anytime mm-hmm. soon. I could not afford to have kids. My 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 fiance has a very good job. We can't okay, even think. We haven't even thought of it. Yeah, okay, Amanda. <laughs> oh, no, okay, okay, you okay. Guys okay. You guys don't know this, but Amanda's waving her ring. <laughs> oh, in front of God me. damn. Okay, I get it, Amanda. I'm single. No. I'm working on it and working on myself. And you know what? The 
<laughs> okay, you guys, Amanda put on a tiara. Oh, <laughs> Take this. Sorry. No, you can keep it. In. You can keep it. In. How rich your fiance is, you fucking what? <laughs> what I'm saying is that I am extremely privileged, and it has never <laughs> occurred to me that I can have any any children. Based on like the spectrum no, of like true. fucking poverty, like based on the spectrum of poverty in America. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing great in no, New York. I'm not that doing is, that well. It's not even about like, you know, yes, like whatever, even but even for me, like I live in a beautiful apartment. <laughs> I have great jobs and all these resources are so popular. <laughs> but no, but even still, like just thinking about like maybe how much money I make, yeah. you know, versus how much money my parents were making when whatever. And like, right. I st- it's not even just about money or whatever. It's about like resources, time off, stability, care, stability, how expensive all that stuff. And then like a lot of like the free or discounted childcare programs are like um, the, the, the minimums are like the, are so fucking low. You have to be poor. That's the whole thing is yeah. like, like a lot of people don't want to work because they're like, if I make just a dollar over this minimum, like $10,000 a year that you can make to qualify for these programs, like they, um, you know, they, there's I, nothing I for you. Or like there was free like pre-K for, you know, in Florida, I remember, but like it was literally from 9 a.m. to noon. So like who works from 9 a.m. to noon? And then if you want them to stay for till five, you have to come out of pocket and it's even more expensive. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's just like getting a lady to stay at your house or something, you know, is yeah. cheaper than so it's just like, yeah, it's not feasible. It's not easy to have children in this country and it needs to be easier if they want it to be. Yeah. I mean, even just like hopping on what you were saying, I know. For me in my glamorous, incredibly, incredibly glamorous and privileged <laughs> life, uh, just because I'm like, my job is that I'm self-employed. I'm an yeah. actor. I'm a podcaster. I write a newsletter. I do all these different things. So okay, I, at we get it. <laughs> Damn. So I provide, but I do not qualify for the SAG health insurance. So mm. I provide my own health insurance. I was actually thinking about that recently that I just like, I don't know why I just stopped my tracks and I was like, how does Elise get health insurance? I buy it myself and that it's sucks. really fucking expensive. Actually, when I turned 30, it went from $190 a month to $599 a month. At least that's so insane. incredibly expensive. And this bill, I think, is going to help bring those costs down because that's Amazing. another thing that this bill does is it expands uh, Obamacare for people. So I'm really excited to yeah. look into if my insurance premium is going to go down. And that's a thing that also goes into having kids. Yeah. Is that I'm just like, I have this shit insurance that I pay so much for. Okay. I don't get maternity leave because I don't have a job that like yeah, you can't my stop job working. isn't like that. So, but if I was getting paid by the government $300 or whatever a month, it would make taking a personal maternity leave a lot easier for me. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, in a year, this last year, like we said, but people are going to realize that this makes their life better. Voters, people that vote are going to realize that makes their life better. And if Republicans are not on board with making this permanent, I cannot imagine a scenario where this ended up being an incredibly unpopular program. I can only (laughs) imagine people are like, thank you, Joe Biden, for giving me $300 a month for all of my kids. And if Republicans in the Senate try to take it away, they're going to be punished. Yeah. Yeah. Just like ACA, 
which mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. not great. But it not has, it re- like it has dramatically changed so many people's lives. Like they can't take it away. And like, that's literally what we have to keep doing. They're, they're saying that they want this infrastructure bill to make it permanent, you know, which is great. But mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, like we can't let them. And then also Democrats and the Biden administration has to really like make sure to let people know that yes. like the direct benefit and it was because of this and it was because of the, like the ripple effect, you know, and also like I want to see some campaigns mm-hmm. of people in six months who say how mm-hmm. getting $300 yeah. or $600 or, you know, whatever a month has changed their lives and improved their lives for the better. Like, I want to see all of that, you know, because that will help, you know, change voters' minds or get people active to keep going. Because the whole thing was like, okay, well, they didn't pass the $15 minimum wage. Oh, we're not getting, you know, 50,000 student loan forgiveness. We're not getting, you know, it's just all the stuff that we're not getting and it's important and we need to keep fighting. But, like, if we're not sharing what we actually get, then, like... Yeah, especially because, like, having this is, like, part of the reason why they didn't or felt like they couldn't push for the other things. Like, it's not for nothing. It's for this. Um, That's our show today. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Elise Morales. And I'm Millie Tamarez. And this is the Betches Up Podcast. Bye-bye. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Artwork by Brittany Levine. Our podcast director is Sean Kilby. Be sure to follow us at Betches underscore Sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send your emails to SupPod at Betches.com. Betches.